Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, everybody. It's December 5th, 2023. We are fighting our way through the Christmas season. That's right. It is your rush hour ride home. I want to start off with some Christmas music to share with you. I've got Bachelor updates. We have Leslie on Bachelor Happy Hour podcast discussing the promises she said Gary made for her in the fantasy suite. Plus a Bravo couple might be back together. We'll have what they had to say and some other sports, entertainment, and pop culture news all in one place. Let's start with a song. I, I'll tell you what, I didn't realize the song Do They Know It's Christmas. I didn't realize this was a charity song written in 1984 by Bob Geldof and Midge Ur. Am I pronouncing that right? To raise money for the 1983 to 1985 famine in Ethiopia. It was first recorded by Band Aid, a super group assembled uh, consisting of popular British and Irish musical acts. I want you to listen to this and see if you can guess which acts are actually singing. And if you want to watch along, I'm recording this live on the Patreon on today's live stream, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. But let's play a minute or two of this song. It's called Do They Know It's Christmas? We do have a listen, folks. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile. All right, that's that's Boy George. Let's 
let's just keep this party going here, folks. We got a lot of entertainment news to get into today. I tell you what, we'll pick up this song while we end the episode. How about that? We'll bookend this with a Do You Know It's Christmas. Uh, we certainly do over here on our channel. And Christmas season is all about giving back and also trying to get back with your family, especially if you're going through rough times. A uh, little holiday eggnog can bring back any uh, warring couple. Kyle Richards uh, of Real Housewives fame poses for family photo with Maurizio. Maurizio was on a show like his show, what is it called? Selling Beverly Hills or whatever the hell it's called. He uh, Maybe it's a different show. Some you know, One of those real estate shows. He was also on this season of Dancing with the Stars. Well, they posed together in a Christmas photo. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky seem to be kumbaya again because they posed together for a family photo after what's been a pretty bumpy past few months. The estranged couple who announced they'd separated earlier this year were side by side in a sweet snapshot shared by their daughter Alexia, who is also in the photo alongside her parents and her sister. You guys might remember uh, Maurizio was caught holding hands uh, with his dancing partner after his wife and him had separated. And of course, also uh, his wife, Kyle Richards, uh, sort of like unfollowed on Instagram and didn't, you know, after being in attendance at his, um, uh, in attendance at his Dancing with the Stars recital. Have a listen. Is there any chance you think for a reconciliation between you guys or was that kind of like the nail in the coffin? Listen, I just take a day at a time right now. I'm, I'm grateful that we get along so well and that we love each other very much and we're putting our family first. You know, we're still living together under the same roof and uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way that we're navigating through this. So. You know, and so that was uh, last month and after he was caught getting close to his Dancing with the Stars co-star Emma Slater. She, of course, uh, went live with him after this to basically just, uh, you know, uh, t- take uh, take those romance room rumors and uh, try to quell them. Well, now we have the update. This is Kyle Richards gives a marriage update. She said, we're getting along. Uh, TMZ caught her walking from her car. Have a listen. Do you plan to spend Christmas with Mauricio and all the kids this year? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to know, I mean, you and Mo and the kids were at the Grove this weekend. I mean, how are things between you? Well, good enough to be at the Grove. Good enough to be, so it's better. Okay, I love it. Yeah, we get along, you know. Do you think you're going to be able to make it in the end, like, to make it work? I mean, you guys are a cute couple. Oh, thank you. You know, we're just... Taking everything a day at a time. Thanks, guys. All right, so last month she was taking it a day at a time, and now she's also taking it a day at a time. So good on her. I mean, hey, look, what, what's, what's the answer you're supposed to give when the paparazzi find you? Uh, I'm taking it a day at a time as well. Well, last night on Seth Meyers, there was a Bachelor reference. Also, it was a Bachelor slash George Santos reference. Have a listen. Apparently, Santos... Had only one brief parting comment for reporters before he fled the Capitol. For his part, Santos told reporters, quote, why would I want to stay here? To hell with this place. Okay, Bachelor contestant in back of limo trying to convince us she's happy she didn't get a rose. You can't break up with that. They broke up with you. You can't fire me. I quit. We're actually going to get to George Santos. Of course, disgraced Congressman George Santos, one of only six members, I believe, of Congress to get uh, uh, expelled. Is that the right word? I don't even know. (laughs) But we're going to have this lawsuit that he's going to be getting into over HBO Films making a documentary, or I I should say, uh, I guess it would be a biopic about him. We'll have that story coming to you right after this. 
You know, I've wondered if people enjoy the morning episode. Of course, this is the afternoon rush, but I actually have been getting some very kind comments from some folks, including our good pal Steph over at She's All Batch podcast. Of course, if you haven't already, go check out their podcast. One of my favorite fan, uh, you know, non-alumni shows that exist out there. Uh, but I've, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm open to feedback about what you like and don't like about it. I might not take your feedback, but I'd like to know if you enjoy the content we're putting out there. I personally really enjoy, I knew there was something missing when I was doing the afternoon rush hour. I kind of felt like we were leaving some bone on, uh, some meat on the bone, as it were. I kind of felt like we had leftovers and we weren't getting to all of the content. So I personally enjoy the morning rush, but I'd love to know what you guys think. So please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at DNeals. All right, George Santos is saying a big F you to everyone at HBO, aka Home Box Office, vowing to go after the channel streaming platform for developing a new movie about his controversial political career. The recently booted congressman sounded off to TMZ after HBO optioned the rights to Mark Chusano's new book, The Fabulous, Lying, Hustling, Grifting, Stealing, and Very American Legend of George Santos, blasting it as defamatory and misappropriating his name and likeness. You know what's interesting to me? I mean, George Santos claimed to be part Jewish. Sometimes he was gay. Sometimes he was straight. His name might be different. He claimed to go to different schools and play in different sports teams. There really is nothing about him that seems to be factual. So how to prove defamatory would not be a good thing for him because, I mean, he's all over the place. You you probably wouldn't want that information going through the court system. Although at this point, what does he have to lose? George Santos says he has zero involvement in the fictitious story the movie plans to sell to the American people and is vexed about the filmmakers and book's author not speaking to him or getting authorization to write about him. However, he says he's not concerned about how he'll be represented in the doc because he's working on a project that best fits, that best fits his narrative. As for HBO, Santos vented F them in their chicken shit deal with no inside information or reality of facts. I think that's the problem people have with George Santos is that he has no reality of facts. And of course, George Santos has zero people defending him on any side of the article of the aisle. It's kind of nice, actually. It's kind of like the one thing our country can all come together on, right? You know, we thought maybe it would be aliens. We thought maybe we'd all come together if there was a big national disaster. But no, the thing that's bringing us all together is one George Santos, former disgraced congressman of the United States of America. So anyway, we'll have to get more information on if he actually goes to court. And speaking of court, you like the way I'm segueing through all of this? Speaking of court, I have received real damaging information today. And I'm not kidding. Real damaging information that was sent to my lawyers that Jane Doe is now alleging that the FBI is looking into me. Folks, I can't make this up. I literally can't, wouldn't, and would never want anyone, not even my worst enemies, to have to deal with this sort of barnacle on my ship of happiness. That's what it is, folks. Just a barnacle. It's not in, uh, the boat's not sinking. It's just slowly getting sucked down by this little barnacle. And boy, we like a good barnacle until you got to try to remove one and they're kind of pesty. It's like a herpes, if you ask me. Uh, herpes of my soul. Uh, it's coming back, except it's not coming back monthly. It's coming back nearly daily. Yeah, she claims to uh, say that the FBI is interested now. She also claimed that they were going to prosecute uh, one of her exes for violating a restraining order. And when I got the court documents, they weren't doing that at all. But yes, I will be walking around my neighborhood knowing 
knowing full well she has my address and is making these wild claims. I'm just going to continue living my life and hoping that uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, escalate to anything serious. Uh, she clearly didn't like my conversation with Law Talk with Mike, uh, a lawyer based in Chicago. He read today on his live stream the scathing email he received from her where she claimed he was making defamatory statements and violating this and violating that. He laughed it off. We shared a video on my YouTube channel uh, sort of responding to some of the allegations she's making. So that's where we stand right there, folks. We also received information, and again, this is all public, people have been looking into this, that her court case, and again, this is the first I'm sharing this publicly because it's information that just came out during my private Patreon-only live stream, her court case where she is the petitioner, her attorney is listed as pro-per, which means she's representing herself, she's a petitioner in the family court case, which the file date was opened on August 1st. This is a family court case, which is uh, the, the, the good faith of these court cases is to... Uh, put together a parenting plan where uh, both parties agree what to do with the rights of the child and where they'll live and all these things. It's it's uh, it's meant for uh, proper and legal communication between parents regarding births of their kids. Will we get to see these kids? Will they be born on February 14th? We don't know. But I will tell you this, the long line of court information continues to astound me, a layman who doesn't know much about the proceedings. Uh, as of today, um, no, excuse me, yesterday, the filing date of December 4th, 2023, there was a notice of placement of the case on in okay, this is gonna sound this is a lot of legal jargon. Notice of placement of the case on inactive calendar and of intent to dismiss your court case. So uh, I don't know exactly what that means, but the intent to dismiss your court case was explained to me. There was a petition for mediation in October, and then uh, you know the court kind of rulings were waiting on probable. My guess is uh, DNA results. Who's the father? You know all those things that would need to happen before mediation continues. Well, as of yesterday, there was an intent to dismiss the case. What does this all mean? This is what was explained to me by a paralegal. The court requires some sort of movement on this case, and if not, they'll dismiss the entire case. Looks like Jane requested mediation, which normally is the first step in getting a parenting plan and agreement. But in these types of situations, the court will require proof of paternity before requiring them to attempt mediation. So maybe they simply haven't proven paternity yet and the court is making them do so or they'll close the entire case. If the case is closed or dismissed, I'm sure Jane could reopen it, but she would need to submit some sort of proof of paternity or Clayton would have to agree in writing, he's the father of the child children. I don't expect Clayton will make that concession anytime soon, but boy, does this story not want to go away. We'll have some other updates on that case as they come. If you're new to the channel, this will be one of the primary mediums where we share all of that information. Boy, it can't get any stranger. In another weird news, separate, unique and weird news uh, in the Britney Spears world, her father, Jamie Spears, had his leg amputated after an infection. Britney warming towards reconciliation. And hey, maybe that's also what can bring the family together is realizing that life is finite. Uh, no one lasts forever, and whatever differences you may have, including her father pimping her out, 
and being the, I mean, I don't know how else to call it, but pimping her out, right? Uh, when she was in her conservatorship, he had uh, autonomy over her, you know, from everything her accusations were that he kept her on birth control and would control when she was performing and all these heinous, wild, incredible accusations. Well, he lost his leg or a foot or something. I don't know where they uh, where they had to you know, cut it. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Jamie had a massive infection in one of his legs that landed him in a hospital for weeks. He had five unsuccessful surgeries to contain the infection and doctors decided the only way to proceed was amputation. He is not doing well. He's had other ailments and has been downcast amid the torrent of criticism over his handling of the conservatorship, something he thinks is terribly unfair. Now, look, I mean, uh, I think it's I think it's fair to question how he handled the conservatorship. It was a very wild story, but regardless of all of that, we hope he's doing okay. In other wild story news, we have a Good Morning America update after the firing of TJ and Amy. We'll get to that story right after this. You might remember the Good Morning America scandal with Amy Robach and her boyfriend, TJ Holmes. Uh, well, they were Good Morning America anchors turned lovers, and they got into an ugly chapter of their life on their uh, just-launched media venture. It's mostly Amy recounting how scared she was in 2022 when she briefly thought TJ had killed himself, this as they were on their way out of the network. Pretty wild story. Again, not exactly the best press that you want to get for your podcast, but a very unique story and I'm sure people will be listening you to this. You sent me a text basically saying I'm sorry. You were the love of my life. I'm so sorry this has happened. And you just kept saying you were sorry, but you were using past tense in the entire text. And I texted back and I said you're scaring me. Um please tell me you're okay. No response. I called I'm calling you. I call, he doesn't answer. I FaceTime him. He doesn't answer his FaceTime. And now I'm getting calls from work. Producers trying to get in touch with him. He's not answering anybody. I start to panic and my parents were there with me. And I didn't want to betray him by reading a text that he sent to me to my parents, but I was so afraid that he had done something. And I read it out loud to my mom and dad and I started to cry. And my mom looked at me and she was like, you have to go down there right now. You need to go check. And my dad said, I'm coming with you. And so my dad and I, it was two hours later after he sent this text, we jumped into a, an Uber and I was pretty hysterical. And my dad was holding my hand and we got to his building and I knew the doorman. And I said, I need to get up. He's like, I'm coming with you. I had a key, but he said, I'm coming with you because this was Robert and he loves you. Oh, yeah. And he came up with yeah. us, the three of us, and I was shaking. And I remember going down the hall, opening the door and my dad came in with me and I saw you and you were just splayed out on your bed. And I ran to you, I said, TJ, and you didn't move. And I remember it was the most awful thing having to touch your body to see if you were warm. I was so afraid. <laughs> you were just incoherent. You don't really even remember me coming, do you? Eh, kind of. I said, baby, tell me you're okay. Tell me you're okay. And you were kind of just making no sense, but I knew you were alive <laughs> and I knew you were going to be okay. And I stayed with you for a little bit and my dad stayed with me and he told me, he was like, I was so afraid of what you were going to find. Yeah, that was the night, but the day was essentially me getting off work at 11 a.m. and I immediately started pounding vodka and I didn't stop for the several hours and then 
I took uh, who knows how many um, weed edibles, and that's how I ended up in the state I was in. Wow. Pretty wild and dramatic things there. Now, of course, the it appears to me, not not really being an insider of this story, but seeing this from the outside, that the biggest thing they were guilty of w was cheating on their spouses, right? Uh, they, I believe, are still together, and they just attended, one. I think, one of their first red carpet events. It's very strange, and of course, if you're a journalist, your ethics do play a part. It's like, how, why are people supposed to believe the news if you're living a lie? So I can understand that sort of concern, but now after the old fallout, you know, I think it's interesting to hear their stories as sleazy as some might think that they are. Uh, we got a couple more stories to get to real quick. 23andMe hackers had a data breach and they had affected nearly 7 million users, almost half their database. This is kind of scary stuff out there. Like you never want to think that uh, anyone could take and this is why I've never done 23andMe because you pretty much give away your rights to not have your information sold to big pharma and this and that. But who knows what will come of this data breach, but wild stuff. In other news, Serena Williams says she uses her breast milk and it healed her sunburn. Seriously. Who knows? Maybe there's something in breast milk that can help protect against the sun. A little SPF, if you will. Uh, very interesting and unique story there. All right. Well, this story made the rounds. I'm going to share a clip with you guys, and that is that Golden Bachelor runner-up uh, Leslie claims Gary lied to her with off-camera promises. Let's have a listen to this clip. It's from Bachelor Happy Hour Podcast. I have a full video on YouTube, but let's play this clip right now. What Leslie had to say went on behind the curtains. Teresa said that he basically proposed to her in the fantasy Yeah, I didn't see that last night. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, essentially, did, did he do that with you? proposed to me. He made plans with me uh, for future. Um, he said... He made plans with you for the future? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like save the date. Um, this is what we're going to do. I can't wait for us. Uh, save days. the date. You know, we'll be done with this. Um, be together. Start our life. Did he say, will you marry me in there? No. But he all but said that. I mean, I would have been happy with just, I love you, but he took it to a different level. Yeah. And when he woke up, we woke up the next morning and he left. He turned around three times and blew me kisses. He didn't want to leave. Um, that's why I wasn't worried that he was going on a date. I was just knew that he had to get through the motions of mm -hmm. it. And, um, I mean, I was a hundred percent sure that I was it. And I mean, he didn't lead me. He didn't say, I have such a hard decision to make. I don't, you know, nothing like that. So I look, I get it. I get she feels bad. This is just the name of the game. You know, it's uh, it's how you feel in the moment in Gary's. And I'm sure being coached. I, I'm not I'm look, I'm not pimping for Gary here. I'm sure he's being coached to just say, like, pursue each relationship to its fullest and then make your decision after that. And of course, Leslie was first in the fantasy suites. She thought she had it in the bag. And, you know, come to find out Teresa and him, they kind of took it to that next level. What can I you do? I just didn't. Yeah. Because what we saw a lot of was him saying multiple times throughout the season, like, you're my girl, mm -hmm. or I think you're the one. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like going into the fantasy suites, the relationship and the commitment to one another was taken even further than that. Yes. How did that feel 
you know, you're off camera. You don't really know what's going to happen when you go in the face. You don't know what he's going to say. You don't know yeah. what the conversation's going to be like. For all you know, you're going to go in and he's going to be, you know, say what you said. Like, yeah. I have a really tough decision to make. Yeah. How did that feel for you being in there, hearing all of these things? It must have been such a relief. Well, it was a relief. I was excited and I, I mean, we literally were so comfortable with each other the minute we got in there and the door closed. We brushed our teeth together. We, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, what are we doing now? You know, yeah. we talked for hours and, you know, there was so much I wanted to tell him about me and I, he wanted to tell me about him. And um, so it was great. I mean, I felt closer to him. Like, <laughs> this is it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is just the general... Like I said before, you got to pursue this like you're running into a brick wall. It w- if he was to choose Leslie, this would have been a good part of their story. But you have to pursue these relationships in this made up sort of polygamist uh, sister wives world that they live in. You got to pursue these relationships, assuming they're going to work out. And only one person is not going to be scorned at the end of the day. But I don't blame Leslie for wanting to share her side. It almost sounds like, and I understand she probably feels a little stupid because she was like so surprised at how it all went down. And she has every right to feel that way. This I hate to say it. This is how the show works. This is how the cookie crumbles, you know? So it was really nice because I thought, okay, that's why I went and picked out this dress and why I wrote our vows or my vows. And because I was 100% certain. Well, I'm 100% certain that I want to end this episode playing Do They Know It's Christmas from Band-Aid. Everyone have a fantastic day today. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. As always, I've been Dave Neal. Link in the description below if you want to donate to our teacher wish list. Um, excuse me, not our teacher. Our parent wish list. Help a mom or dad in need. Have a good day, everybody. We'll catch you next time. handle the truth. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.